0: to Station Adjacent, a podcast at the intersection of analog and digital productivity. I'm Justin Twyford from Canada and joined by my friend and co-host from the Mediterranean Sea, Mr. Stuart Lennon. How are you this week, Stu? I'm
1: tickety-boo.
0: Thank you, Justin. How, how are you? You're not choking in smoke, are you? i uh, not choking in smoke. Um, I sound a little raspy. I'm going to blame the smoke and not the fact I was sitting outside drinking a bunch of beers last night with some of my neighbors. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll pretend it's the smoke. I a smoky this morning, actually. We've got uh, two new fires that have popped up uh, around us. Uh, one that popped up earlier this week seems to be, well, not growing, I think is the word that they're saying, at 33 hectares. And more importantly, our main road in and out of town. Uh, which they have been digging out from a um, landslide that buried it a couple of weeks ago, had another one a couple of hundred yards away. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, it's it's all fun and games in Canada. How's, how's things in Cyprus? You guys are, I hear, starting to get summer again. Yeah, I mean,
1: we we don't really have, well, we haven't had many wildfires yet, Um 'Cause I understand eastern Canada is really horrible at the moment and North America. Um, but we are getting a bit warmer, it's getting a bit humid. Um, and the Cypriots, who, who, you know, one would imagine know these things have now gone, yep, that's it. Garden furniture out. All the restaurants have moved all of their indoor furniture outdoors, that's it. And they only do that if they're confident it's not gonna rain, because clearly <laughs> it causes a whole load of hassle if it rains. So I think we're in some, it's certainly quite steamy today. It's um I don't know, 30-something, and just feels humid, feels a bit
0: there. Speaking of, you know, the other week, uh, Peg's uh, Mm. putting things together because we were talking about it and writing yourself a note, I just wrote myself a note to put the roof on my Jeep because uh, otherwise it's going to get wet. It might rain a little bit tonight. No, there you go. Thank you for your furniture analogy, creating a task for me. There you go. How's that? Wow, look at that. GTD in action. And it's on my card, and it's right in front of me there, so I'll deal with that later. Hey, there we go. Gosh, that was productive, wasn't it? How's your GTD journey going this week?
1: How's my GTD journey going this week? Yeah, okay, it's all right. Um, right. Um, I've been playing some golf this week. I haven't been playing for a little while, just for a whole load of different things. Um, But yeah, yesterday I played in um, a match, which is... Um <laughs> it's it's a funny thing. I it means I it means I play later and I play longer because I've played later, it's a bit slower, and then we all have to have lunch and sit around and be terribly, terribly sociable. And you know, much though I love it, uh it's it is an entire day. Um and playing more golf means losing more time. And when I play with my buddies, I I play really early and I play really fast. Um, but in a sort of match environment, you have to be a, a little more correct. And uh, yeah, God, sucks the time out of my week, which is fine because I've got GTD, which means I can, you know, just focus when I am working and get stuff done. That's the theory, at least.
0: Oh, very nice. Uh, golf sounds nice. I would have loved to have gone yesterday, but yeah. it didn't work out. Just sitting around drinking instead. (laughs) Oh, boy, Stu. I got to start tracking that again because I'm putting on weight. Mm. (sighs) Never get. I know what you mean, though, about uh, going out and, well, losing an entire day. Uh, We took the Jeep out last weekend into the bush uh, up on some of the mountains. And uh, we were exploring some of the tiny trails full of rocks and trees and and bush and I managed to put multiple, multiple scratches down both sides of my Jeep. It's been christened now, so I'm pretty happy with myself. Um, apart from the fact that I look at it, and go, yeah, that's not getting fixed. I can't afford to fix that every time I go out. Um, but uh, it was, it was interesting. You know, uh, there were no wildlife encounters, but we found bear, deer, horse, and elk poop all along the trails that we're exploring, which is. Just a reminder of how close we are to the wild. You know, it's, uh, it's kind of cool, but, uh, yeah, my whole day was gone. Luckily we took a uh, packed lunch with us. Well, I took Cindy with me and, uh, she has a tendency. I might've mentioned this about going camping with her. <laughs> she packs a fridge. Um, yep. She had a cooler full of stuff. So it was great. We had water. We had everything that we could need for exploring the whole day. Very cool. Fabulous.
1: Very good. Uh well, what have I got with you follow up? Okay, well first thing I should warn the, the listener, I have three dogs in the office with me now. Um, and two of them are wearing um the cones of shame because they've got uh they've got some some wounds that I have to dress with cream and to stop them licking those wounds, they're wearing those plastic cones. Um <laughs> as anybody who's ever owned a dog will tell you, a dog in a cone is A, quite comical, and B very melancholy because they don't really get hold of the sort of spatial awareness thing. So they just bump into everything, mostly your shins. But um, <laughs> I suspect we may hear some squealing or dog noises or, or cones banging into things, uh, particularly if if the wife comes up the driveway. Oh, no. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so the. They've both got some sort of mystery infection. We don't know what it is, um, but it's being treated with antibiotics um, and a little bit of sort of TLC from me. Um, and hopefully that'll clear itself up in a week or two. Chicago, um, big rough off and macho Chicago, she's lying next to them, um, but seems entirely impervious to it all. <laughs> Perhaps her, her upbringing has equipped her for this, but uh, she's not showing any signs of an infection. So hopefully I'm going to get
0: away with two out of three um what else have I got which is to? probably good because i can't quite imagine chicago willingly in a cone
1: no that that would be challenging i suspect the other two um always get a, a lot of compliments from the vets who go they're very gentle they're very kind i mean yes yes we, we do our best uh whereas i think chicago would be just full-blown panic if you try to put a cone on her um although she does let me put the lead on her now with relatively little problem. so we're getting there we're getting there um, what else have I been up to? So, oh yeah, my home office, I've moved that around because it's been, oh, at least a month since I did it last. Um, I was, um, shooting some video, which obviously Justin's the, the YouTuber amongst us, but, um, I was just doing, um, uh, kind of screencast, so I was, a training course and I needed to do a little bit of sort of video in the corner just because people get a bit bored if they don't, don't see the human face behind all the words. Um, and my backdrop was, was just chaos. Um, so I moved all the furniture around. I've got the shelves that it all looked all right. Not great. Looked okay. And then literally a day later, Apple announced that they'd introduced crop to the studio display camera and I didn't really need to do any of it. There you go.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. I've seen that studio display camera. I can't believe you're recording video on it, but that's okay, Stu. I know it's just a little. <laughs> I, and I was also just thinking, what are you doing for your sound? Can Can I at least edit it run it through? Anyway, but no, I will let you do your thing. If you need any help, let me know. But, oh, yes.
1: Well, obviously when I'm, you know, uh raking in the millions justin then i may may consider up, <laughs> upping the production value but for the moment i had clients who were saying please we we need something on this went, all right okay i will i'll sort something out it'll be down and dirty but it'll be ready in a week um and i have to say i used a thing called teachable i don't know if you've uh, looked at teachable only when you mentioned it uh, i kind of took yeah. a quick look at it uh really really um you know it, i mean if i can make it work anybody can uh truly and yeah, I've, I've got um, a training course up there. It's, as I say, the production values are, well, you know, it does the job, let's say. Um, but I'm imagining as, as things go on and I get a little bit more competent and a little bit more confident, then um, I'll need to update all the courses anyway. So yeah, it's, it's quite exciting, really. It's been something new work-wise and something that's a bit creative as well. Ooh. A final bit of follow-up is, um, well, I'm wearing a lot of cling film. Now, there's a mental image for the listener. Um, don't worry, I, this isn't turned into some sort of podcast that you weren't expecting. I'm wearing cling film on my left arm because I've had my tattoo
0: finished just this morning. Remember I was just asking about your audio quality, Stu? Mm-hmm. Cling film makes noise too. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have fun this episode. Anyway. Well, I'll try not to move too much. Uh, Stu did actually send me the tattoo uh, when he was getting it done. It looks really, really good. It's big very big big sore very sore you did warn me that
1: there were certain parts of the anatomy that are sore than others and oh i tell you what i'm usually quite rough tough and macho with the tattoos and i don't i don't use any numbing cream or anything but um as he started working around the elbow um that the odd unpolitical word may have escaped me Justin, i'm sorry Ouch, I say that smart or words to that effect.
0: I may have had to uh ask for a break around the elbow at one point. So just give me a minute. I gotta catch my breath. Yeah. Hold on before I pass out. I, I I'm never gonna say pass out, but yes, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Uh wait till you get to the inside of your arm too. Yeah,
1: oh yeah, well there's there's a little bit of the of a tattoo has strayed, has strayed into the inner arm, and I was like, oh, yeah, mm. I can see what Justin means there. That's yeah, that's tender. Um, but yes, lots of deep breathing exercises. Uh and the tattoo is going. Is it hurting? Mm, a little. Felt that one. Through gritted teeth. Yes. Ouch. Ow. I say, what? Oh, I, I tell you what I was pleased when it was over. It was three and a half hours in the chair today, and that was that was long enough, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's uh that's a lot of space that they did, but it looks looks fantastic. Well, there's a lot of me to cover, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anything there, Stu. I'm not saying anything. anything. All right, uh, tool of the week. You mentioned this a little bit, but uh, anything you wanted to add to it?
1: Um, I mean, I think it was um, just the impact of, of golf. And so last week I was really enjoying the fact that I wasn't playing golf. I mean, I was missing the golf, but I was loving the time that was liberated. And then this week as I've been sort of getting back into my normal routine and Uh, you know, when I played that match, just, wow. If you do have a big hobby like that, whether it be, you know, golf or anything else, um, it does, it does demand a lot of time. And it's finding that, that right balance is, is challenging. And I suppose malleable, you know, one week it will be, um, you know, you'll have
0: the time to to give to your hobby and the other week you won't. That's the way it Mm. goes. So uh, how many days a week are you back to playing now?
1: Oh, well, the theory is that I will play three times a week, but I play, um, Uh, early and fast with my friends. So um, I'm on the tea usually for 7, 7.30. Um, I can get around early in the morning, three, three and a half hours. I can have a cup of tea with my friends, drive home and sort of be back at my desk by, um, you know, midday uh, local time, which is 10 a.m. UK time, uh, which is kind of when my clients are beginning to get going anyway. So um, that's not too bad. But when I have exceptional things like matches or, or competitions then yeah it's it's a whole day that i lose to golf
0: mm, i can imagine ah, mm-hmm. can't wait to get out there are worse ways to lose a day this is true this is true i uh, would you like to hear about my worst way of losing a day last week which is go on, yeah. tell me what your tool of the week is well my tool of the week is preparation um i have an irrigation system here which for a lot of people they probably know what one of those is this is the first house that I've ever had it in Vancouver. You have this thing called rain, and <laughs> it keeps everything very green, and you don't have to deal with this junk. Um, boy, irrigation systems are built somewhere out of the nineteen sixties. You know, they are so antiquated and ugh. Um My tool of the day was preparation, because I wanted to replace the control unit. I had some heads that were. Not working as well as they should. Uh, But I did a bunch of pre work. Well, I had to because the voice assistant controlled, which is also controlled for an app on my phone, uh, irrigation system that I was putting in, the controller, um, I had to order from the States. And I had to get a friend of mine to mule it up. And I finally got it in. It uh, took forever. I got it the end of the season last year, just before the. Uh, snow started. So I had done all the pre-work. I had got all the tools I needed, the adjustment tools, everything that I needed for this. I had researched how all of this stuff works because I haven't got a clue. This is new to me. The day came and well, I was out in the garden for a full day of it, um, you know, 30 degrees Celsius. And there's me in the middle of my garden digging it, digging it up and trying to put new sprinkler heads in. It wasn't fun. I, I was sunburnt. let's put it that way. Um, but replacing the heads, the controllers, everything just went perfectly. I had all the parts I needed. I knew exactly what I was going to do. I didn't need to drop everything and run into town. Well, my case, an hour away to get more parts. And I was thinking about this and thinking, you know, it was very smooth. It was a lot of work, but it was very smooth. And in light of our sort of GDD discussions we've been having um, over the last several months, I have had things from research, procure, um, understand. So I did some research on how to adjust them. I went through all of these things and they were all different tasks within a project in my task manager. And the next action, you know, what am I going to do? I'm going to research it. I'm going to buy it. Once I've got it, I'm going to research how to install it, and then I'm going to install it. Everything just worked. Who knew, Stu? If you prepare for things, stuff actually goes the way that you want it to. (laughs) I will require all of
1: those notes shared by the end of the day, Justin, because my irrigation system um, consists of a tap with uh, an adapter on it so i have sort of one, two, three, four hose pipes running off it um two w- one runs down the left hand side of the garden and one runs down the right hand side of the garden and they sort of connect into an old irrigation system with you know sort of very rudimentary little sprinkler things and um, you know very analog very analog and i really do need this year to replace that because it's to say it doesn't work is very unkind to things that don't work <laughs> sometimes sometimes i'm better just throwing a bucket of water in the general direction of a, of a tree
0: mm, got it got it yeah we've mine is stupidly complicated uh, it's got eight different zones mm-hmm. um but it's really cool because everything is named in my app now i can i can ask the lady in the tube to water my cedar hedges if i wanted to it's just lovely now it is really really cool but um yeah uh, this was a whole lot of work and a huge a bigger project than it should have been but um yeah i don't think it's been done since this house was was built and uh, it was it was looking tired mm. uh, they are complicated and they're a money pit stew just to warn you of that sure first. you like throwing money at things what the hell
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I think I've got much option here because we're not going to see rain now until, I don't know, December, January, maybe. I need to get on it.
0: We get some today and then we've got like a, we're back into the 30s for another week. So Mm. these odd storms that come through, which uh, might be a a smoke storm, you know, so yeah. All right. What are you riding with this week, Stu?
1: Uh well I'm I'm still very much enjoying Day 1 I think I mentioned that last week so tapping away in my into my iPhone some what do they call it? interstitial journaling um I'm I'm trying to use it as my as my little um sort of pep rally I have a one man pep rally with Day 1 uh just to keep my mood up and um I, I don't know give myself a little pat on the back um and it's been it's been useful for that and because I don't use social media anymore um, I'm I'm sort of posting social media updates to day one, which is only accessible to me. Do you
0: like your own tweets or toots or whatever you're doing uh, nowadays?
1: Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not sure if I can like them, but I do like writing them. It's a sort of, you know, it's a little, oh, okay, and this was a picture of what we had. And I don't know, maybe it's just me coping with with a life without social media. I don't know. Um, but when I have been writing at the desks, so I've got um, my – computer desk is now standing it's set in the standing mode and i i can of course sort of crank it down to the sitting mode but there is a large piece of furniture on, under the desk so it's not that straightforward um and so when i'm standing here i am using at the moment um i think you might even have one of these i don't know the um the squire uh by baron fig x erasable mm-hmm. so it was the co-op between those guys it's a sort of golden barrel with a pink eraser-like knock uh, in the Baron Fig Squire, which is a lovely, smooth, sort of rollable pen. Not my usual thing, but suitable for a computer desk, I feel, apart from the fact it keeps rolling off.
0: I was going to say, it'll roll. That's the only problem with that one. Hmm. Um, What about you? you using anything exciting? So I went back to my youth. Do you remember the Bic multi-pen? The four-coloured clicky thing by Bic. Oh, yeah. You pulled it down, and you had uh, green, red, blue, black, and then you pushed down on the other color, one went away, and the other. it was everything I wanted but could never have in my preteen years because they were expensive. Um, well, I tried one this week. TLDR. Uh, my youthful longing was wasted. Yeah. <laughs> Never meet your heroes, Justin. Never meet your heroes. Yeah, I I I am trying to love this pen because I so wanted one of these when I was young and um boy, the writing experience. Uh, it sucks. Uh, the ink isn't great. It's do you remember nineteen uh, eighties style uh, blobby, gloopy, bic ink? Oh, you know. Oh yes. That's that stuff that would ball up, so at the end of a sentence, you'd have this big lump of mm-hmm. goopy blech. Um, Well, I found it again. It's here. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So it's been nostalgic, if nothing else. It's been nostalgic, but uh, yeah, you know, uh, some things were not quite what I expected them to be from my years. Then again, at my age, I look back on everything, and I, I could see a lot of disappointment in my life, so... I'm just going to go into grumpy old old man mode and grr. <laughs> Never mind. Fountain pen next week, Justin. That's the secret. Wait, It is. I've actually also been using my Nikaya, but that kind of lives on my desk, so that's a bit of a cheat. Uh-huh. All right. Let's talk GTD stage by stage one more time. Uh, reflecting. And, well, Stu's going to talk about engaging as well. Mm. Um, reflecting uh, is really... For me, it comes down to the review process, but we'll go through the Bible according to David Allen and talk about what he thinks it is. It's basically two questions in this uh, his way of looking at it. What do you look at in all this and when, which to me reads, review! (laughs) Um, What do you need to do and how often to ensure that all of it works as a consistent system freeing you to think and manage at a higher level. That's a lot of words for review. Uh, but anyway, uh, you know, uh, David Allen, because he's got this fairly prescriptive system, he wants you to look at the calendar, the action lists, the right to review in the right context. Um, what do you do? Do you, do you go through any of this the way he does it? How do you do a review, Stu?
1: Um, well, I mean, I think the the sort of method that he, he, as you say, sort of prescribes is really, it's about the psychology. It's about applying sort of systematic methodology to make sure that you've got no loose ends. Um, and certainly I found at sort of getting the system going, I would be doing reviews maybe three times a week. Um, because it's sort of partially a review and it's partially building the system. Whereas I think if you've been doing it, um, well, you, you did it shortly after the death of Jesus, you started, I think. So presumably you, you now have it down pat. It's an automatic sort of, you know, weekly or fortnightly or whatever it might be, but it's just, it just happens. Whereas for me to start with, I really had to, to repeat. And yeah, I did sort of start with okay, let's look at the calendar. Is there anything on there? Um, action lists. Okay, for me, that's a task manager now. So uh, I look at my calendar and my task manager. Um, and then uh anything else, really? You know, is there anything else that's impacting my life? And if there is, why isn't it in my intray or in my task manager? That would be the question I'd be asking myself. Mm-hmm. Um, just to to make sure if I'm you know, not missing anything or ignoring part of my life. Um, and yeah, I, I've sort of settled now into a weekly um, approach to it. I do it, um, actually, I do it at this sort of, um, we, we may get to this later, but I actually do it at the time that he suggests, heaven forfend, um, because it kind of works for me. So he suggests that you do it on the last working day of your week, um, early in the afternoon. So for most of us, that'll be a Friday. Um, Friday after lunch, I have a task, weekly review. Um, and I I put aside at the moment still two hours for it. I mean, I think I can probably cut it down to one now, but uh, for a while, certainly I needed all of those two hours. What about you? Are you, I mean, are you sort of strictly doing it on a, on a normal, regular time schedule or you just do it when you need to?
0: no I I still have a weekly review scheduled uh, and one of the reasons that I invested in omnifocus years ago is that they have a review section in the app so basically yeah. it's one of those annoying things that one doesn't like you know little little buttons that pop up and saying you must do this click on here sure. to make this go away um, but they do have a review process. Now, there are certain things that I can change the frequency of. So mm-hmm. for example, if I have a task or a project, a group of tasks, which I've defined as a project in OmniFocus, I can say, I only want to see that every month because it's mm-hmm. not important. For the time that it takes me to review those quickly in, in a week. I tend to find that I, I did that for a while. I had all these staggered reviews and I'm just back to, I will take the extra time to look at everything on a weekly basis. Um, for me, and I think, you know, Stu's point of this is different depending where you are on your journey. Um, is, is very, very important here because I very rarely have to go in and collect tasks that have not been documented. My workflow puts things right into my task manager. Um, it's very rare that something does not get put in there. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here with a little note to put my Jeep roof on tonight in case it rains. Mm -hmm. And that is bothering me because it's not actually been put into my task manager and scheduled. It's just a note on my desk. Mm -hmm. And that is how infrequently I will do that. You know, I will just leave an open loop, I think is what David Allen used to call it, closed loops and open loops. Um, For me, everything gets captured. There is not much that I have to do as Stu was talking about just to make sure you've got everything in there. I've set up everything that I have. Anything new that comes up gets put in there. It gets evaluated of, is this a recurring thing? When do I want it to recur? Is it, you know, timely? Um, Everything that is a recurring task also gets a a defer date on it, which means that I don't even see, I see it. It's a grayed out task until such time as it becomes actionable. And that helps my review process a little a little more uh, for for my review. Um, I found that trying to do this on a Sunday, uh, Sundays get busy for me, you know, with with calls, with well, Formula One at the moment, that takes time mm-hmm. with going out camping. I just wasn't wasn't getting there. So the last year or so, I just do this on a monday morning. i I get into my office mode, which is exactly the same as it was three seconds before, but I plug in my different computer, boot it up and say, okay, what am I going to do this week? I do my weekly spread. I spend maybe an hour, uh, but what I've done there is make sure that I know exactly what I'm going to do. I do a little bit of review. I do a little bit of block time planning Uh, So I know when I'm going to do those sort of big things that I need to do. And it just helps me. Um, You know, I'm I'm lucky. I have sort of that position where I could do that. And I have that time in the morning where on a Monday morning, nobody really wants to talk to me. So it's all good.
1: (laughs) Well, first thing, a quick tangent, um, just on Formula One. Brace yourself, Justin, but I may... Hmm? subject to approval by the current Mrs. Lennon, um, be attending a Formula One race this season.
0: Oh, I hate you.
1: Ah, well, you see, this the joys of living sort of in the middle of it all. Um, I have uh, friends in Abu Dhabi. Mm. Um, and uh, for the listener, you should understand that I have no interest in Formula One <laughs> racing at all. I've been to um, a Formula One race in, uh, in Budapest in the Hungara ring. Um, And I have to concede that that was really all about the free alcohol. Um, I I barely noticed the noise apart from a slightly annoying noise every minute and a half as these cars came tearing past. Um, But uh, likewise with Abu Dhabi, the thing that's attracting me, one, Abu Dhabi sounds like a lovely place I've never visited. I've been to some of the Emirates, but not to that one. Um, But the um, Foo Fighters (laughs) are performing now. That is my cup of tea. So, um, if I have to to watch cars going round and round a track so that I can watch Foo Fighters, I'm, I'm prepared to make that sacrifice. But uh, anyway, that's a complete aside.
0: Um, yeah, I mean... Do you know how bad that sounds? Foo Fighters and a bonus, a Formula One? I would take the Formula One and that noise that came from the stage. Well, I'll put up with that too.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, perhaps we can, you know, between us, share a ticket... <laughs> You can go in for the race. Come out, give me your ticket, and I'll go in for the
0: kick. We'll have to do. Uh, so I had a friend uh, completely. we have just derailed the whole thing, Stu. <laughs> Apologies. Uh, I had a friend in Vancouver, uh, one of our favorite bands that we used to go to. Every time he comes into town, we we went as a group, you know, a bunch of us. Uh, he came into Vancouver uh, the end of May. It was Mother's Day out here. And, uh, we didn't make, it was a Sunday night. We didn't make the trip because late expense, big drive. Sure. Um, but he was there with his cell phone, uh, live streaming the whole concert to us. And he sent me a, uh, tour shirt as well. So, uh, fantastic guy. Um, good friend. Uh, you can hold the phone up for about two hours, right? Sue?
1: <laughs> no, but I'm sure I could pay someone else to do it. Justin.
0: <laughs> it's, all, it's all right i get the live feed but uh, yeah no that would be so cool i am so jealous in the best possible way i think it's if you can get there it's just a fantastic uh, environment it's it's a circus
1: yeah i mean i think the um we're, we're very fortunate in that um you sort low-cost airlines are taking over the world so um whiz air flies from cyprus to abu dhabi um for not very much money uh, However. As I said, the current Mrs. Lennon may scotch this plan <laughs> by objecting to, I don't know, having to hold down a job, run the house and look after three dogs while I swan about a Foo Fighters concert. Which, you know, now
0: that I say it out loud, this could be quite a hard sell. <laughs> All right. Back to GTD. GTD. David Allen, his power of weekly review, which I actually thought has some good points on that. So it kind of comes into uh, five different main areas. Uh, The point of it is to get clear. And this is where I think you're particularly spending your time making sure that everything that hasn't made it into your system gets into your system. I think that's really, really important, particularly if you have not gone into the habit of putting everything in there automatically. Mm -hmm. Um, He this, this may actually relate to you because I have no idea what it is, but he talks about collecting loose papers and materials. <laughs> if you live in an office, maybe you get some of these things, but uh, for me, yeah, I've, I don't know what loose papers and materials are anymore. It's, it's all digital, but uh, that's, that's fine. Um, get your inbox to empty. And I think this is what you do, right? You Stu, you're your making the, your little note cards, you're throwing them in your inbox. Yep. And at a point, you're putting them into your task manager. Yeah, I mean, I'm um, sort of accepting that there is that
1: analog part to my world. And it's just another inbox alongside the other ones. And I'm sure you're the same, but I've got, um, well, I run three email 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 clients Um, so each of those has an inbox for sort of, you know, separate strands of my worlds. And I sort of make a point of getting those down to zero. Although one of them, my personal email is run through, Hey, so getting that to zero is easy. You just open the email, um, (laughs) it just disappears, but, um, the other two, yeah, I make sure that I get those at the end of each weekly review down to zero, everything archived or dealt with or sent to a task manager or whatever.
0: Very cool. The next thing that um, David Allen talks about is getting current. Mm. And I think this is the part to me that I really enjoy about a weekly review. As I said, you can schedule these whenever you want. It might not be weekly, but for me it works. Uh, The key to getting current is to review the next actions to make sure that your tasks are actionable. And we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Review previous calendar actions. So. David Allen is a big proponent of putting tasks in a calendar. Mm. I'm going to work on this then. And that just takes me back to remember corporate and Microsoft Outlook, and you put tasks in that, and you just had all of these little row of pop-ups in the top Mm. right corner of your Mm. desk that that's what that reminds me of yeah. calendar actions that you just can't they're a distraction they pop up every 10 minutes until you say yeah i've finished it um which is yeah, i still
1: still have a client who's in that sort of corporate world and says okay well Stu, we've got you an email address and uh we've got you outlook so if you can just put all your tasks in there and uh, no sorry no i won't uh, um, the, the, that's how everybody works. Well, good for them. It's not how I work. Mm. Oh. Now, obviously, I'm in a position where I can do that. But yeah, I agree with you. The, it, that way madness lies, because that's not how work works. I mean, I wish it did. But for me to turn around and say, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, and, uh, you know, schedule each hour, as I know some people do very effectively, and, I'm, you know, <laughs> ignore me, if you will. But my life doesn't work like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: um you know clients pop up and they need something and they need it fast or life pops up or you know dogs get sick or and so i'm much happier sort of managing that task list as a task list without the added constraint of, of um adding a time to it it's just it's just
0: too constraining for me too prescriptive uh to me uh you know david allen's next thing is review upcoming calendar mm. actions um for me Anything that goes in a calendar involves other people. If I've got a hard line, like stationary adjacent comes in every Thursday morning for me, Um, any meetings go in like that. That's what a calendar is for. For me wanting to schedule things like Stu, I, I, I do do time block management but I do it in a way that is short-term and flexible. Putting it on a calendar is a way for me to lose track of what happened. Because if I'm tied up doing something else and I miss that notification on my phone, Mm -hmm. until you do this review at the end of the week, according to David Allen, you don't realize what you missed, mm-hmm. whereas a task manager will sit there and stare at you and, oh, this is overdue. You were going to do this. Um, yeah, It's it's visible every time you go into your task manager is visible. And that's what, absolutely that's what what I prefer. But uh, I understand, you know, I'm Stu and I are in, well, positions where we can control our own destiny a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, I think.
1: You know, his system sort of almost predates task managers to a certain extent. But, I mean, we, um, I mean, I have a a task that comes up in things and notifies me and, as you say, sits there staring at me that says, uh, prepare show notes. And that happens for me on a, on a Wednesday at 2 o'clock, that comes up. Now, I may already have done the show notes, but that's just a reminder for me, oh, log in and make sure that I've added my show notes to our document. Um, because we record on a Thursday. So I'm exactly the same as you. On, on I have a task that comes up on the Wednesday to prompt me to do the preparation work, which is a solo thing. Um, and then I have a calendar event for the actual recording because that's a joint thing. Mm-hmm. So I think we're probably doing it exactly the same then.
0: Yeah. Um, one thing that uh, David Allen has that he wants you to review is the waiting for list. I and I think this is really important because, in this day and age of sending so many emails to other people, you quickly lose what you're waiting for. Yep. So I I don't I I kind of have a follow up list which is basically the same thing for me, but I think it's really really important to have a way to capture. And follow up on things that you're waiting for. I know some some of the advanced uh, email stuff does that for you automatically. Sure. Uh, you send a copy to this, and it will remind you. And mm-hmm. there's there's lots of automated ways for it. Um, I don't do a huge amount of this because um, most of my stuff is is dealt with fairly quickly. But uh, it is something that I do I do set up as a as a task for me, a follow up task. And I have a section for follow-up.
1: Yeah, I use a combination. I mean, Apple Mail um recently started doing this automatically for me. Um, just putting things back into my inbox. Um, just saying, you know, you've sent this and you haven't had a reply. Um now I'm sure there are settings that I could dive into to sort of you know amend and adjust that, but I I tend to just look at that and you know, go, okay. Um I use the the function within the task manager, so I copy um emails that I want to follow up, I copy them into my task manager. They go into my task manager inbox and then as part of the review, they get put uh, somewhere or dealt with. Um, But yeah, I think particularly if you're working remotely or if you're in any sort of entrepreneurial um, role, then this is vital. Um, I think when I was in the corporate world, I like everyone else, I think, um, would would often just bounce back emails. So, So Justin asked me to do something oh, right, I will respond to him by email, thereby putting the task back in his inbox and out of mine. And I would just ignore it because I know at some point in the future, Justin is going to bat it back into my inbox and then it's my problem. Um, the The difficulty with, or well, not the difficulty, the challenge with working for yourself is that, you know, if I bat it into someone's inbox and they ignore it, my business doesn't go forward. And, it you know, it's my problem in in every sort of, imaginable way so um i'm i'm big on follow-ups just when i send people you know something as simple as invoices um you'd be amazing man, the amount of people that are not very good at paying invoices which i'm sure justin will agree with this a lot of people are not very good at paying invoices
0: no idea at all no idea <laughs> <at> all, <Steve.
1: laughs> um and you know anything else as well particularly if it's you know um when i'm working on policies and procedures for clients um I can only write the policies and procedures for what I know. And if I don't know how their business works, I ask them. If they don't tell me, (laughs) I can't write their policies and procedures. Now, eventually they'll come back to me and say, you haven't written our policies and procedures. And I'll go, hmm, but I sent you an email four months ago and you didn't respond. Clients tend to be unimpressed by that type of approach. So, you know, I will ask the question and put in a reminder in my task manager to go back after seven days or 14 days, depending
0: on the client, and say, Oi, I need an answer to this. Very good. Um, Review project and larger outcomes lists. Mm -hmm. I keep my next actions within my projects, but again, that might be a function of my task manager. Do you do anything separately, or is everything reviewed at the same time in, in things?
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's mostly in things and I, well, no, it's entirely in things, but I do have next actions that would be outside of projects. Mm. Um, But um, I suppose for me, the way I take this is just, I look at my next actions and go, hang on, is there a project hiding in here somewhere Mm. that I haven't devised yet? Mm. Um, So, you know, I'd be very tempted. My sort of approach to GTD has always been, oh, yeah, need to sort out the irrigation system. And I would put that in as a task and it's at the review point that I look at that and go, yeah, hang on. That's not exactly one task. In fact, that's probably 20 tasks. Okay. Let me create a project. And it's, I'm trying to train myself to start thinking in that sort of next actionable item way. Mm-hmm. So that's what I use that point for is just to have a look at all my standalone um tasks and say are they projects because i'm going to go through every project anyway just just as you said earlier i just go through each project because i think it's a good discipline to get into Mm -hmm.
0: and uh, the last thing he says in this section is review any relevant checklists Mm -hmm. which i think is also very very critical i again because i live in one system i've got most of my checklists set up as projects with subtasks so i can never miss a spot mm-hmm. particularly if there's you know this is dependent on this I have to make sure I've got task a done before I can do che- task B which really is a checklist and that becomes part of my task management system i probably more detailed than it should be there's other ways to do it but again one system to rule them all for me mm-hmm. uh, Do you keep your checklist separate or are they in your task managers too? Uh,
1: I'd say I'm probably still in transition here I have some that are in my task manager. And I think, you know, just as you described, that's where I'd like them to end up. I'd like them all to be there because then it's easy to capture them in the review. Um, but I do have some older ones that live um, in Obsidian for me. Um, and they simply just live there as isolated items and consequently get forgotten. So I, I found myself writing uh, a checklist earlier this week, actually, um, only to then open Obsidian and go, oh, there's that exact same checklist that I wrote six months ago.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, So definitely work to be done for me
0: there. Cool. Um, David Allen's final sort of area of the power of the weekly review, which I think is easily missed because we are focusing on the, what needs to be done. But his final point is to get creative, which for him is to review the someday maybe list and to be creative and courageous. Mm -hmm. Basically, taking things you would like to get done, breaking those down and putting them on a schedule is the way I read that. And it is so easy to play whack-a-mole with the things, you know, particularly in a business environment, the things that need to be done. Well, mm-hmm. if I don't do this, I get a poor review, Sure, but sometimes the stuff that's really going to move the needle to use the uh, phrase that mm-hmm. a lot of podcasters like that is hiding in the review someday, maybe list. And I think it's really important to not just focus on the tasks that are due, but also what you want to accomplish and schedule it in. So for me, you know, we were talking about this irrigation system and we'll stay with the theme, review my choices. I wanted something that I could control off my phone rather than having to walk outside to the corner of my house and stand there like some barbarian punching numbers and turning dials it was brutal (laughs) um so that was you know but i had to first thing was research that second was procure it you know those are things that come if you just put something in there like here's something that i will have to do um it it's very easy to skip on those and focus on you know like everybody we have so much stuff we can do in a day that uh We sometimes have to schedule the important things.
1: For sure. For sure. I've just um, added a note to your note there because, or to David Allen's note, because I look at that sort of final, um, what would you call it, that final element and say, be creative and courageous and contemptuous. And the reason I say that is because part of GTD for me is not just um, finding out what it is I have to do, but finding out what I have not to do Mm. um and so i look at my projects very critically and go okay is this something that i have created for the sake of creating it is this something that um really doesn't to coin the phrase move the needle is this something where i'm uh giving myself busy work so that i can tick it off because again this is a for me is a, a huge bear trap that i fall into all the time and you know, work a good, solid 11 hour day, and then walk away thinking, I've done nothing um, And certainly technology can be really helpful here and really destructive here. So online bookkeeping systems you know i QuickBooks is, is one, I use one called zero uh, and the uh, the opportunity to noodle about in zero and tick things off and reconcile this and reconcile that is almost endless. Um, you can fiddle and play with that system for hours and don't tell anybody financial. None of it matters. Um, and I find myself spending time in there and ticking things off. So, oh, I've done this. I've done that. Whereas actually I'd be better just ignoring the whole system for a week or two weeks or three weeks or four weeks and spending one hour on it rather than five minutes here and five minutes there and five minutes here and five minutes there. Um And so I try and review my projects very critically and say, okay, do I need to be doing this? Does it need to be done at all? Or do I need to delegate it or do I need to find some other way of doing it? Um, Because that's a critical part of GTD for me is making sure I'm working on the right things.
0: Very good. Very good. Yes. I I completely agree with you on that one. All right. Uh, Anything else you wanted to add to the reflecting stage?
1: Uh, no, I think, um, you're, you're absolutely right. I think that review period is the time to do the reflection, um, because it's great to sit down and say, right, I am going to go through everything and work out where I am. But that's the sort of the statement that I have in my head when I sit down or stand up to do my review. And, um, I think it's a great way then of just seeing that everything that in your world is being captured and that everything in your world has a plan, even if that
0: plan is do nothing. That sounds good to me. I don't want to do anything, Stu. I'm just going to sit here quietly, <laughs> drink my coffee. Um, There no, is sorry. one final part of GTD that we we talked a little bit about. Engaging. Hmm. I'm not sure there's enough to actually have a separate episode on. So, Stu, do you want to take it away? I haven't done. I didn't reread the chapter. So um, sure. do you want to talk about engaging?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't reread the chapter either because for me, engaging is now it's the natural corollary of everything that has gone before. So when I sit down to do my review, I automatically then start engaging with the content and I start thinking, okay, that's clearly priority, whatever task area it might be, whatever project it might be. And I will start mentally at least going, okay, that's going to be a Monday thing. That's going to be the thing I get done on Monday. And that thing there, oh, yeah, I'm going, to get, I'm going to get grief if that isn't done by the end of next week. So maybe I'm going to slot that in. And I start mentally planning. And it's at that point that I might, not always, but I might start just doing a little bit of time blocking. And I might drop into Monday. It's going to be um, order new stock for, for Nero's, for the sake of argument. And Tuesday, touch base with. Um, three Lime clients, whatever it might be. Just beginning to give my week a little bit of structure. And that's engaging with what my task management system has told me I've got on my plate. So I've looked at my calendar. I know who I'm meeting and who I'm talking to. I know if there are any deadlines coming up because I've just gone through all my tasks. And it it automatically drives me then to engaging with the work. And um, contrary to to popular belief, Task managers won't do the work for you. <laughs> that's, that's the really, really sad thing, is that all of this work and all of this exercise leads you to this one point.
0: You now have to do the work. Yeah, task managers can be rearranging the deck ta- chairs on the Titanic if you're not careful. <laughs> exactly. You can
1: have the most balanced books in the world because you've got no sales, for example. Oh,
0: there's an idea I've never thought about, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: make my life a whole lot easier i so say if you can stop the salespeople, then the accounts become so much easier
0: i only wish no i think you're right there's um uh, there's not a, a lot else that needs to be say said particularly about engaging it is really the accumulation of the process and if you if you ever wonder why you're not engaging go back into the reasons you went down the process of starting up a test manager in the first place, Yeah, because you don't just do one because you don't have enough to do. If you do, uh, can I have your job too? Because, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, the point is that most people have reasons for engaging in something like that. And I think, you know, going back to the beginning of GTD, it really is to get things out of your mind into a trusted system to reduce your stress, to reduce your anxiety, to reduce the focus on those things that you can't do anything about right now. And putting them out there gives you the clarity for better work, more focused work, work on things that really do move the needle. That's that bloody term again. Ah, Stu. It's a good needle. It's It's a good needle, a good term. Ah, it is, I guess. All right. Do you have any takeaways for our? Well, I guess today, but our whole process on GTD because we're kind of wrapping it up here.
1: Uh, but look, it's an echo of what I what I just said. Um, GTD, many task management system. Uh, it's not an end; it's a means. So you adopt a system to get you to your end, and your end is to get your work done. And nothing will take that away. That sometimes comes down to just getting your head down brute force and
0: ignorance justin it's always been my friend works for me Um, my thoughts are actually very similar to you what i wanted to kind of think about was gtd is just a process you know it's something that is designed to help people get things out of your minds into a trusted system while A GTD system may not work in your personal case, or you may just not like the term, the people, the productivity racket, uh, to use Merlin Mann's uh, terminology. The point is that the principles behind it are very sound. So I would always recommend you to give it a go, set something up, and rely on your trusted system, however you implement it. There are some points in GTD that I think will help you get the most out of whatever system you're using. What I'm curious about, and I think Stu is as well, what are you guys using? Drop us a line. Let us know. Do you use a GTD system? Is there another system that we should look at? Maybe it's got some better things. GTD, well, it's been around for a long time. Um, Are you using particular software that is better than what we're using or different? We'd love to know. So please drop us a line. Where can they find us, Stu?
1: Uh oh, well i'm mean, a drop us a line at stationaryadjacent at gmail.com um i think you can find all the show notes at what's this www.stationreadjacent.com does that sound right justin
0: well technically you don't need the
1: www but you know you can get oh, there from that root domains oh, you're so advanced um you can find me at stuartlannon.com or www.stuartlannan.com because I'm pretty swish too um, you can drop me an email at hello at you can check out some lovely stationery at nerosnotes.co.uk
0: and you can find Justin at you can find me at justintwife.com or hang it out on YouTube at Beyond Your Front Door uh, please take a moment to like and review us on your podcast catcher choice we really do appreciate your recommendations to your friends and colleagues Our next topic is going to be on rest and recovery. Until then, goodbye and stay productive. Yes, us.